This is the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week for October 19th, 2019. Uncomfortable topics that will make you laugh. This time, Jason Cousineau and I, Eric Render-King-Fisk, talk about returning to the original vision of this podcast and the website, Matt Lauer's embarrassing letter, and the death of the Me Too movement. Pouring more love and appreciation on Whitney Webb and the work that she's doing to uncover the freshly deleted online articles by the mainstream media about Jeffrey Epstein. All done during a massive windstorm that was ripping through the region and just before our recording studio lost power. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. I didn't realize this, but we were celebrating the 15th anniversary of the Fedora Chronicles last week when you and I were recording a podcast, and we didn't we didn't even say anything about it. Well, in in all fairness, though, we were distracted by a bunch of bunch of things going on. So it's fifth it's 15 years of doing the Fedora Chronicles, and I started to write about this, and I realized now that this is something I really need to talk to Jay about. I originally started the Fedora Chronicles with the notion and the idea that I was going to do everything that I was forbidden from doing on other people's websites or forums. The Fedora Chronicles was supposed to be sort of like a honest look at life of a jazz era aficionado, amateur adventurers, and you know, just people like us, film nerds who like to discuss everyday things um, with a little self-deprecating humor. I actually described us better on Twitter, but since I don't have that window open, I'm not gonna you know, waste your time with that. Yeah, go to Twitter and read it yourself. But there are some things, and I noticed that within the first couple of years of doing the Fedora Chronicles, the things that I was allowed to talk about, and I put allowed in quotation marks, there are some things that I wasn't allowed to talk about. Because people were like, Eric, be careful. And telling me that, um, oh, Eric, if you do another article about this, I'll never, I'll never read anything on your website ever again. Or if you do a podcast on this, I'll never listen to your podcast again. If you, and a lot of people like to whittle down what it is that you do if it makes them feel uncomfortable. Right. And, and I'm, that's, I remember having some of those discussions you and I right uh, around that time and it's it's frustrating really right why can't I talk about what I want to talk about you know what I mean and they're like oh no we don't want to offend anybody and I understand not wanting to offend anybody but the list of things that offends people has grown to the point where you can say hi good morning and then when they respond just nod your head right and walk away it's getting ridiculous. And it, it really it, is. And it got it got to the point where I was so uncomfortable about like I would like to be able to write a review about the movie that I went to see before it left the theaters here in the area, Ad Astra. And for me to be able to talk about that movie, I have to talk about some very difficult things, like such as the relationship with my dad. And and Ad Astra is not a it's not just a space movie. It's about uh, an astronaut living in the shadow of his larger-than-life astronaut father. And he picked a career path, so he's like sort of almost literally chasing his dad. 
And I would like to be able to talk about, ad astra, what the movie meant to me. And there's going to be somebody who says, I don't want you talking about that. And what started out as a website and a podcast and a forum and a Facebook group where I'm, I was supposed to be able to talk about anything that I want has now been, I'm only allowed to talk about these, li these little things. Like, I have to self-censor myself in advance to make sure that I don't, I, I, don't, I don't rock the boat. And there are a handful of other people who I haven't heard from in ages. And they say, I don't want you to talk too much about politics in, in, in this. I don't want you to talk about conspiracy theories. I don't want you to be talking about um, this once great hatter whose work has turned to shit. Because I don't want you to make him feel bad or his current customers to feel bad. I, I'm not allowed to talk about that. What the fuck is the point in having the Fedora Chronicles and having a no-holds-barred look at the real lives of jazz-era aficionados if I'm not allowed to talk about certain things? Right. I mean, the point is that we have the freedom of speech. And if we have the freedom of speech, then we are free to speak right. about anything we want. Well, but the, those things are... Freedom of speech has consequences. Like if, so, if oh, yeah. you say something that people don't like, people have the right to say, I don't like that. And they also have the right to say, I'm not going to invite you over to our little cocktail party. Right, And but that's the thing. It's like I wrote an article several years ago for the Fedora Congress. Wow, maybe close to like 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. Where I said paying the Bill of Rights. Right. And every right we have has consequences to it. You know? Like, for example, the freedom of speech. I have a right to say whatever I want, and then I am going to pay the consequences of what I say. Yeah. If I stand up in a crowded theater and yell fire and act like there's a fire and it causes a stampede and people end up getting hurt, I am ultimately accountable for that right. speech yep. that incited that violence, right? Yeah. If I have a right to bear arms, I have a responsibility for bearing those arms responsibly. That, that means I don't walk around with my gun on my hip like it's the 1850s in, you know, Missouri Territory. And, you know, some fella insults me and I don't like the way he looks. It means I'm not going to draw down on him and shoot him at random. Yeah. You know, I have a responsibility for that. You know, if 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 people are going to gather together to protest something it should be a peaceful protest that means you're not impeding other people right and going to their day-to-day -day business just because you have something to say doesn't mean someone else has to listen right you can we can be doing this podcast every week and have absolutely no one listening and we have that right right we'll probably stop after a while if that were the case but we still have that right just because you're speaking doesn't mean anyone else has to listen you know, and for some reason, people seem to be forgetting that part of it. You know, there is a sort of unwritten rule that goes along with all of these rights that we have. Right. You know, like we have a right to be free, to be secure in our in our papers. That means with all of the data that we generate, our personal information. Yeah. We have a right to that privacy. You know. Is there a consequence to that? Hell, I don't know. I haven't figured it out yet if there is one, but yeah, we still is. have a right to do that. Right. You know, I mean, maybe if we don't share the right information with other, if other people aren't able to see what our our papers, you know, 
who knows, maybe we're, I don't know, we found the cure for cancer, we stumbled upon it and didn't even realize yeah. it or whatever. You know right, what I mean? Right. But there's, you know, everything we do, we have a right. Right. That Well, everything that we have a right to do. Right. There's consequences to abusing it. But those consequences are built into society. Yes. You know what I mean? Like the freedom of speech. You don't have, you have a freedom of speech, but it, you, if you incite people to violence with that freedom of speech, you're going to be held accountable. Of for course, that. obviously. That's, right. well, let me let me just say that it should be obvious, but there's the right, other. But the, apparently, it isn't. And then right. handing down to me, like stone tablets. These are things that you're never allowed to talk about on your podcast or on your website. And it was like, hey, and then it turns out. These people have never listened to an episode of our podcast, has never even seen, the, has never gone to the website. And the thing is, is that these people, this person is a control freak. Right. And it was like somehow, like he thinks he's trying to make the website better. I, 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 don't, I don't even know. And the thing is, is that there's a moment where I was sitting, standing in my Aunt Jenna's kitchen. And we were talking about, A, we were talking about the work that I do on the Fedora Chronicles and how, how proud she is of some of the work that we do. And then she was telling me about an episode of our podcast that was awful. And as she was, and, and I was, and all I could think about is I can't let her down anymore. And I, and, and I got to step up my game. And one of the, I write things. I, I write, I write about stuff. And there are sometimes I think to myself, would this embarrass my aunt and uncle if they read this? Would they be embarrassed to know me if I wrote this? Uh, and it's if it's unfair, I delete it. I throw it out. And, and that, that has made me a better writer. If there's something worthy of writing, I'll write about it. But if it's an attack piece, perfect example. A couple of us from a group that we used to belong to. We don't belong to this group anymore. We started to go down memory lane about how, you know, back about um, 11 years ago, the group went downhill and some awful things happened. And I was thinking about writing an article, revisiting what happened and talking about it through the perspective of time. I've grown and matured as a person. I've moved on. Well, I mean, we uh, like to think we did. Well, <laughs> I've gotten older, Jay. But you got to sure, yeah, give, give me that. <laughs> is it pod worthy? Is it worthy of an article? Is it worth five to eight paragraphs? And right. if not, get nobody cares anymore. Because there's other groups, there's other online families that has replaced that old group that we've all left. The only reason why we should talk about what happened is to talk about the le the lessons we should have learned. But these are painful wounds that should not be um, reopened. And it would, I mean, they generate clicks. It would generate controversy. But is it worth it? As Joe Rogan likes to ask, is the juice worth the squeeze? And yeah. But just fair warning. There are, there are some things that I am going to talk about. There are some topics that have been taboo that I'm going to start talking about because I've had enough of the restraints. 
as you like to say, I'm tired of the ball gag. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is. Although I will say that I did get one that was smaller and it feels more comfortable. <laughs> I could I could just imagine. Oh look! Oh look! Eric Eric has another one of his podcasts. Oh, <laughs> let's listen and see what he has to say this week. <laughs> and and of, and of course, Jay's talking about ball gags and whips and chains and yeah. And, and you know that one cousin's in the background going, "Really? They come in different sizes." <laughs> <laughs> here's the, here's the thing: we have a following. It's true. We have a we have a following and we owe it to these people to give them the best podcast that we can deliver. I have family. I, I mean I have family. The reason why I'm still here on this side of the grass is because my aunt uncle took a moment out of out of their week once in a while to check in and make sure that I was okay. My uncle Bob introduced me to classic film. And, oh, that's awesome. Right. And the thing is, I owe it to Aunt Jenna and Uncle Bob to do a better podcast. Um, should we clean up our language? Maybe. Maybe a little. Maybe. I don't know. But I don't think that... I think that it's we're at the point now where we need to start lifting some of the restrictions that have been imposed on us. Well, those restrictions only existed because we allowed them to. And whose fault is that ultimately? And really, that's that's our fault. It's it's, it's more, in, but it all rests on me, Jay. Eh. It all rests on me. Now, with that said, just a word of warning. Word of warning: things are things are going to get weirder, and things are going to get stranger. But, Shit, about to get real. <laughs> <laughs> in a world of podcasting, <laughs> in a world, <laughs> two men will unite. To attack boredom and your senses of sensibility. So complacency. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, I see. So I think that we should switch gears, and we should actually prove that when we say that we are going to be talking about uncomfortable topics, that's going to make hey, you laugh. You know what? How, how about how about we just. I'll, I'll read this. Read and this. We'll see if people can guess what the heck is going on here. <laughs> this is this is a letter that was sent out, an open letter. Well, I don't know if it was open or not. No, no, we it, got a hold of no, it, no, so it's open now. No, no, Jay, it's an it was an open letter, and everybody was talking about this. But I, when okay. I saw this, I saw this. I said, first of all, I want to open up the show, warning people that now this podcast is no holds barred. We're going to be talking about things that we know our friends want to hear us talk about, our friends and family. And when I saw this, <laughs> I saw and I saw this, and I thought to myself, the only thing I could think of, I got to have Jay read this on the podcast. Okay. So right. here we go. Over the past two years, people have asked why I have not spoken out to defend myself more vigorously against some of the false and salacious allegations leveled at me. It is a fair question, and the answer is deeply personal. Despite my desire to set the record straight and confront the individuals making false allegations, I wanted nothing less than to create more headlines my kids would read and a new gathering of photograph photographers at the end of our driveway. So I decided to just stay quiet and work on repairing my relationship with the people I love. It has been the most, the most important full-time job I have ever had. 
but my silence has been a mistake. Today, nearly two years after I was fired from NBC, old stories are being recycled, titillating details are being added, and a dangerous and defamatory new allegation is being made. All are being spread as part of a promotional effort to sell a book. It's outrageous. So after not speaking out to protect my children, it is now with their full support, I say enough. In a new book, it is alleged that an extramarital but consensual sexual encounter I have previously admitted having was in fact an assault. It is categorically false, ignores the facts, and defies common sense. I had an extramarital affair with Brooke Nevels in 2014. It began when she came to my hotel room very late one night in Sochi, Russia. We engaged in a variety of sexual acts. We performed oral sex on each other. We had vaginal sex and we had anal sex. Each act was mutual and completely consensual. The story Brooke tells is filled with false denials intended only to create the impression this was an abusive encounter. Nothing could be further from the truth. There was absolutely nothing aggressive about that encounter. Brooke did not do or say anything to object. She certainly did not cry. She was a fully enthusiastic and willing partner. At no time did she behave in a way that made it appear she was incapable of consent. She seemed to know exactly what she wanted to do. The only concern she expressed was that someone might see her leaving my room. She embraced me at the door as she left. This encounter, which she now falsely claims was an assault, was the beginning of our affair. It was the first of many sexual encounters between us over the next several months. After we returned to New York, we both communicated by text and by phone. We met for drinks, and she met me at my apartment on multiple occasions to continue our affair. Our meetings were, mutu were arranged mutually. At no time, during or after her multiple visits to my apartment, did she express in words or actions any discomfort with being there or with our affair. She also went out of her way to see me several times in my dressing room at work, and on one of those occasions we had a sexual encounter. It showed terrible judgment on my part, but it was completely mutual and consensual. Brooke now says that she was terrified about the control I had over her career and felt pressure to agree to our encounters after Sochi. But at no time during our relationship did Brooke work for me, the Today Show, or NBC News. She worked for Meredith Vieira, who had not worked for the Today Show in several years, in a completely different part of the network, and I had no role in, it, in reviewing Brooke's work. I admit, I ended the affair poorly, I simply stopped communicating with her. Brooke continued to reach out. She admitted to NBC at the time she filed her complaint that she called me late at night while I was home with my family in an effort to rekindle the affair. But I attempted to go back to my life and pretend as if nothing had happened. I understand how that must have made her feel. However, being upset or having second thoughts does not give anyone the right to make false, false accusations years later about an affair in which they fully and willingly participated. Between February 2014 and November 2017, Brooke and I saw each other more than a dozen times at professional gatherings, both large and small. Despite the fact that our affair was over, we always went out, she always went out of her way to greet me warmly and engage in conversation. It was not until I was called in to speak to an NBC attorney on November 28, 2017, that I first learned Brooke had any complaint. I answered all questions openly and honestly for more than an hour. At that meeting, I was never told that Brooke claimed our encounter in Sochi was non-consensual. Had I been, I would have defended myself immediately. Sorry, I got a... Uh, stupid allergies. Um, that's not after, in the letter. That's, that's not in the letter. The that that was just me. Yep. That was just me having allergies. 
After Brooke filed her complaint in late 2017, her attorney publicly insisted she wanted to remain anonymous. He said she just wanted NBC to do the right thing, but within a year she was reportedly out trying to sell a book, and it appears that she also sought a monetary payment from NBC. Now she is making outrageous and false allegations to help sell a different book and stepping into the spotlight to cause as much damage as she can. But Brooke's story is filled with contradictions. Which Brooke is to be believed? She claims her first encounter was an assault, yet she actively participated in arranging future meetings and met me at my apartment on multiple occasions to continue the affair. She says I was the one pursuing the relationship, yet once it was over, she was the one calling me asking to rekindle it. She says she felt pressure to continue the affair because I had control over her career, but she did not work for me, The Today Show, or NBC News. She said she wanted to remain anonymous, yet she reportedly was trying to sell a book within a year after her complaint. She said she just wanted NBC to do the right thing, yet she saw a monetary payment, and two years after I was fired, she's stepping forward to do more damage. There are people who fully understand the actual dynamic that existed between Brooke and me. They have reluctantly and quietly reached out in the past two years and shared what they know. I have accurately described Brooke and her role in this affair. I hope the, those people will understand that these allegations cross a serious line, and what they can share is a vital truth even if it may seem unpopular. Because of my infidelity, I've brought more pain and embarrassment to my family than most people can ever begin to understand. They've been through hell. I have asked for their forgiveness, taken responsibility for what I did do wrong, and I accepted the consequences. But by not speaking out, I also emboldened those who continue to do me harm with false stories. One such story I should have confronted a long time ago is an example of why I believe my silence was a mistake. Despite numerous erroneous reports in the past, there was not a button in my office that could lock the door from the inside. There was no such locking mechanism. It didn't exist. NBC confirmed this fact publicly following my termination. It would have been impossible to confine anyone in my office for any purpose, and I have never attempted to make anyone feel as if they were confined in my office. I have never assaulted anyone or forced anyone to have sex, period. Anyone who knows me will tell you I'm a very private person. I have no desire to write this, but I had no choice. The details I have written about here open deep wounds for my family, but they also lead to the truth. For two years, the woman with whom I had extramarital relationships have abandoned shared responsibility and instead shielded themselves from blame behind false allegations. They have avoided having to look a boyfriend, husband, or child in the eye and say, I cheated. They have done enormous damage in the process, and I will no longer provide them the shelter of my silence. Matt Lauer. Well, you just ruined the surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that the thing that gets me about this, right, is we don't know. All we have right now is what she's saying and what he's saying. Right. Now, if he's right, what she's doing is horrendous. And if she's right, what he's done is horrendous. Right. Which one is worse than the other? I don't know. Well, That's a hard thing to say. I'm inclined to say if he is lying, then what he did is worse than what she's doing. That's my gut reaction, right? Um, and yet what she's doing is also having drastic consequences in his life so there's a handful of reasons why i wanted you to read that okay um because i think that i i th i again we are going to like really get into some really 
deep, dark controversy here that is, I guarantee you it's going to cause some backlash. I think that the Me Too movement has run its course. Dave Chappelle had talked about this in his special Sticks and Stones. Um, uh, Bill Burr talked about this in his uh, his latest Netflix special. Um, I think it's called Paper Tiger. And a lot of people are starting to come out in, and say that this has gone too far, whereas you can make an accusation about somebody. And, even if, and without even an investigation, your career is done. If you say something that's, quote, inappropriate, they, the giant committee of they, will deplatform you. Talk to- right. Now, to be fair, right, it is not legal. It is not the government that's coming down on these people. Right. It is the mob rule, which is exactly what happened in the 1600s in Salem, Massachusetts. Right. You know, they did have trials. Um, eventually, but for the most part, most of the punishment that was meted out was by a mob. So the problem with the Me Too movement, I think, is not that people are coming out and being honest. I think that is, first of all, appropriate. Second of all, necessary. They should be coming out. They should not feel like they can't say anything. But at the same time, it shouldn't be the mob that's out there and allaying the consequences or dictating what the consequences should be. There shouldn't be a bunch of people who are hearing a salacious story and getting outraged over it, justifiably outraged, who should be dictating the results of that. The people being accused have a right to a defense. The people being accused have a right to being, to have their day in court, you know? Yeah. Um, Also, they should have the consequences if they're, if, you know, they're proven to be wrong. If the allegations that come out are correct those people should be punished according to, you know, every letter of the law. Sure. But the thing is, is that if you've actually committed a crime, you should actually be charged with the actual crime. Somebody should actually file a police report and say this, this, and this happened with with details if it's an actual crime. And a lot of people will say, well, Eric, there's a reason why people don't come forward and say, you know, because they're afraid of the repercussions. Um, this woman who is accusing Matt Lauer of essentially rape is making, first of all, she's already gotten a, a, a settlement from NBC. She's, 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 already, she's already gotten her settlement. She's already made money off of this. Now she's looking to make even more money through a book that she's written. And I, I don't, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if the accusations are true. If he actually did what she claimed, there's a lot of other questions that I have. Why are you chasing this guy? Why are you harassing him? Why are you trying to? Right. If it's, if it was an abusive relationship, and don't tell me Stockholm syndrome and all like that. If, if what Matt Lauer says is true about how this was, this was a fatal attraction essentially. Like right. she she got to the point where she didn't want the relationship to be over then she started stalking him. That makes me feel very uncomfortable. That right. it, it really does. Yeah. Um there are uh, raises a lot of questions, but I'm looking at other people and I'm following other news stories. 
like I'm following the news story with Vic Magnana, who is who has lost his job at as a voiceover actor because of some allegations from one of one of his fellow recording artists. And I watched the deposition on YouTube or the depositions of of both parties. And when I saw Vic Magnana talk about what's going on and how he started to cry about how his life is ruined. People think that he did something that he said he didn't do. And then I saw the video with his accuser smiling and laughing and, ha, 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 yeah, that happened. <laughs> I, 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 my sympathy is 100% towards Vic Manana. Now, and, but I'll admit, I wasn't there. I don't know what really happened between him and his accuser. Right. I, I, I don't know. But watching the, des- the deposition and seeing how this Vic looks ruined. He looks like his life is destroyed. And, right. and the accuser doesn't. The accuser looks like they're done and over with. She, and, she, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, she's happy. She looks happy to see Vic's life ruined. And, 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 and the thing is, to, that's evil. That's evil. And everything that I've read about the case with Vic Manana really makes me want to reach out to him and say, you need to keep telling your side of the story about what happened. Um, and there's this notion, whereas you did something wrong in the past a while ago. You did something that made somebody feel uncomfortable or something went too far. When you when when you're dealing with sex and relationships, and and you and your partner, there's some spontaneity going on, and sometimes something happens, and I'm and and I'm excluding obvious rape. I'm talking about yeah. you know forced contact, non-consensual sex. There's well, that is rape. Right, that is rape. Like right. when something happens and and your your girl or your boyfriend says, "Hey, I don't like that. That makes me feel uncomfortable." Stop, and you don't stop right away. And then, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Oh wow, I'm I'm really sorry. Whatever. Um, everybody has something like that in their in in their in their sexual history, as it were. And. I, I, and right now, I have this picture of all these p- listeners who have kids in the back seat <laughs> clicking off our podcast right now. I just have this yeah. picture, you know. Um, I have this picture of one of our listeners in a brand new fedora driving their minivan down the road, hearing us talking about sex and <laughs> and how and how when you're in the bedroom or in the in in the washroom or the basement or in in, in the woods, things kind of get out of control and. And people are like, click, kids, let's listen to something else right now. I just have, I gotta, um, everybody has something in their past that they don't, they're not comfortable with, or they might be ashamed of. Right. That they regret. I, I mean, I bet you right now, I can think of maybe five women out there who seriously regret agreeing just to going out to dinner with me. Let's just, you know, right. I mean, but the thing is, is that, I mean, if you're a man, some, something in your life may have been misconstrued or you may have um, asked out a girl one too many times after she said no. 
Like you didn't take no for an answer. Hey, would you like to go out with me? You want to go Dave Matthews concert? Do you want to go see this thing? And it's like, and 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 fine. And she finally says, "Look, no means no." And if you and or or if you're in some work environments, if you ask a girl out, just merely dating somebody, a coworker, is a, a fireable offense. We all have these things going on. I, I often wonder if an ex-girlfriend of mine is going to say, he and I used to do this thing together. And I feel really bad about it. Now I, 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 now I want him deplatformed. I want his website taken down. And people are like, oh, great. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I don't like Eric either. Let's get rid of him. Let's use this as the excuse because this is now the cause celeb. This is right, and that's that is the part of it. It's one thing if they're accusing you of something you genuinely did and nothing else. Right, they're not blowing it out of proportion. They're not um, accusing you of something you didn't do. If it's a just accusation, you deserve what you get. Right, you know. And I say that as as someone who I may have people in my past who feel that I've done them wrong, and they may be, you know, because everyone. It's it's possible, you know. Right. Maybe not likely, but it is definitely possible. So, you know, if if it's something you genuinely did, you deserve whatever sure. you have coming to you. Sure. But it should be in a court of law, not in the court of public opinion. And it should you should have the ability to defend yourself. There's also the other extreme. You look at somebody like Matt Lauer, who was making literally tens of millions of dollars doing this job a job quite frankly i i would love doing that i'd love to be able to be in a comfortable studio and interviewing famous people and asking them softball questions and making millions of dollars doing it i'd love to have i don't think maybe waking up first thing in the morning at the at you know at four o'clock in the morning to get ready for work I, i don't think i'm i'm crazy about that idea um I'd love to have his job. As a matter of fact, I'd love to have the Fedora Chronicles evolve into something where I, we can have a studio somewhere and and interview people like that. I, I really would. Um, he threw it all away. He risked it all for an affair that cost him his marriage and cost him his reputation. Now, some of the lies that were spread about him, about having this this button on his desk to lock the door and all like that, happy. Who uh, the, the okay the the lies don't justify anything. That's something totally different. Matt Lauer ruined his life for a quick, oh yeah he did for just by having the affairs. Sure, and and the thing is, is that does he deserve to have his life ruined by having this affair with this woman? Well, here's the hard part, right? I right. mean, there's a part of me that says, you know, he lost his job, he lost his career, you know, he's he's hopefully he's invested in some nice retirement stocks or whatever so he can get on with his life damages to his family. So if that's the case then fine, so be it. Um if he did rape her, I want to see that bastard in jail. Right. Is is honestly how I feel about it. If all he's guilty of is an extramarital affair, well, then he's paying the consequences. He's lost his job and his career and endangered his 
his relationship with his family. Sure. You know, um, that's enough. He doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be continuously dragged out into the media just because he's a celebrity. You know, he's still a human being and he still deserves his time to make amends to those he has wronged. Sure. And if he had multiple affairs, then in all honesty, he should be reaching out to those people who he had affairs with and saying, hey, look, um, I've, I've already lost everything. I'm trying to repair my family. I, I do want to apologize. I was wrong. But that doesn't need to be in the public eye. No. That's something he needs to do on his own as part of his reciprocation. I don't know how to. I don't, how to I don't know. It. I don't know what the yeah, word. I don't know is what the right word for. is. But yeah, um, it's part of his recovery from what he's done. Yeah, that's entirely between him and them. Yeah, and his family. It doesn't need to be dragged out in the public, and be, so he gets beat up continuously. He, he had celebrity and he abused it. Yes, he did. He thought he could get away with things that he couldn't. But if he actually committed rape, if we've if he crossed the line between someone playing hard to get and him forcing himself on them, then he deserves to get sent to spend time in jail. Yeah. If that's what happened. But the truth is we don't know. So there she's there's a someone publishing a book that's saying, Oh, she she raped her. Yeah. Well, how do they know that? Who are they getting that information from? And does the book say she's saying he raped her and it was non-consensual? He's saying it was consensual. If the book presents it as he said, she said, then I have no problem with the book because it, it's what happened. Maybe it shouldn't need to be published, but whatever. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. I don't need to read that kind of salacious shit. I, I, I don't either. I mean, my, my life is too short for this bullshit. And, and, you know, um, I'm now 50 and, um, I've been married to the same woman for 20 years. Um, I feel, I, I feel as if we got, I mean, I've had this connection with, to this woman, um, for longer than 20 years. And there are some things about our marriage that I am, I'm I'm, I'm fixing. There and and I'm there are aspects of of my life that needs to change. So she's first, you know. Put put Carol first, and that means taking care of all these other things before I I play play in my hobby, play in my my Fedora Chronicle sand, um, sandbox, and the. That's that every man needs to to do that. If you're not happy in your marriage, you need to fix it or end it. One or the other. I would rather see everybody fix their marriage if it's a marriage worth saving, obviously. And it also takes two. Right. Um, but I do think that it's it's things like this that has totally killed the Me Too movement. Whereas you have somebody who is... Uh, I uh, she had an affair with Matt Lauer, and now she's trying to profit from it. Now, so many other people are going to be saying she's trying to make a book deal. She's 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 looking for she's looking for her payday. She regrets having sex with this guy. Now she wants to take him down. While meanwhile, there are other women who have endured real hardships with sleazy guys that they work with. And 
I feel as if this whole Matt Lauer thing over here is ruining it for women over there who are really dealing with real issues at work, sexual harassment issues at work. Um, and again, like we don't know all the facts. So um, I feel bad for other men. I don't feel bad for Matt Lauer, but I right. do feel like I, I feel bad for, um, you know, we have friends in the, in the diesel punk community whose lives are being ruined by false accusations or half-truth accusations. Um, I, and I, 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 don't, I don't know what to I don't know what to say about that. I don't know. Right. I, and, I, and the thing is, where does it end? Where do you draw the line? Where do you say he's telling the truth, she's lying, she's telling the truth, and he's lying? Where, and where do, you, where, do you, where do you go? Where do you... What's, what's the hard, fast rule for this? I don't think there is any. Yeah, there really isn't. There really isn't. This is... Not everything in life will fit into a soundbite, and neither will this. No. Just like with the next thing that I, I know we want to talk about, you know, it, they, there are some things they just take time. It's just going to take a while to get it sorted out. You know, um, I think Matt Lauer has paid a, a just price if all he did was extramarital affairs. I think he's paid the price that is appropriate. He's lost his career. He's irreparably damaged relationships in his lives because make no mistake his relationship with his children is changed it's never going to be what it used to be they're never going to look at him the same because he cheated they're never going to that's just a fact of life right right um so for him it's over yeah I, I, i could care less if i ever hear from him again it doesn't matter to me if he's ever in the news again, um, if some someone wants to give him a shot and and put him back on the air or whatever, that's up to them. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm done. I was never a big fan of his anyway. It doesn't matter to me either way. Just as a human being, he made a, an egregious error. He's paying an egregious price. Books are balanced. Yeah. Right. If he committed rape, though, that needs to be investigated. If there's any merit to the allegation, right. law enforcement needs to get involved, and that's the way it should go. Right. And I think that um, there's, I, I, and I do think that in hindsight, we are going to have to relook at, and, I, I'm, and I'm loath to admit this, like people like Louis C.K., we're going to have to reexamine what he did. And I don't mean to echo Dave Chappelle, and I'm not trying to ride Dave Chappelle's. Um, coattails on this but i mean one of the things that he did say is that we do need to start re-examining um like like what's go what's going on with people like like the the michael jackson accusations the accusations against michael jackson we need we need to look at we need to look at those accusations and and really sort of address the fact like did he really do this well, here's and with Michael Jackson, I mean the guy's dead. Right. So, what is the point to some extent, right? If the point is to aid the victims that he molested, if he molested anybody, then okay, go forward with it. If it's to feed some salacious need by a degenerate public, then no, fuck him. 
They don't deserve right. it. You know what I mean? The victims, yes. If you're doing it for the victims and only for the victims, not because you want to get a huge payout because you're a lawyer looking for a huge payout from the Michael Jackson estate, then, okay, the victims deserve as much as they can get. But if it's going mostly into a lawyer's pocket, I don't give a shit. Lawyers can find other ways of making money other than dragging a dead guy's right. name through the through the mud. Um, however, there's there's differences, right? Because... Now, like looking at the, I'm looking at the Mint Press article, Scrubbed Reports Reveal New Secrets of the Prince Andrew Jeffrey Epstein Relationship. Oh, geez. Um, beautiful yeah. segue, by the way. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. The pro, the, <laughs> so now, the, the issue here is that there are a lot of accusations going about, but we have this woman, Whitney Webb, and I've reached out to her on Twitter, and hopefully we'll be able to have her as a guest on a future show. Mm-hmm. You and myself, Whitney Webb, um, Glenn Greenwald, a lot of us are saying we are not going to allow the issue of Jeffrey Epstein to die quietly. And there's Absolutely a lot not. there's a lot of us conspiracy theorists or conspiracy factualists who seem to think that a lot of what's going on in the news is manufactured controversy to get Jeffrey Epstein off the front pages. Like, um, the whole thing with Ukraine. Yeah, there should be an investigation into um, Donald Trump's relationship with Ukraine and the phone call that he made where he said, you know, he said, hey, can you look into Joe Biden? That should be investigated. But another thing that really needs to be investigated is the whole issue with Jeffrey Epstein. And one of the interviews that Whitney Webb gave to another reporter, another interviewer, is that the more that we look into Jeffrey Epstein, the more we tend to realize there's a reason why there's a huge cover-up. There's accusations of him being a spy and, and money laundering for various clandestine operations and getting the getting the dirt on people like his entire um organization can we call it can we call it an organization jay i can't think of anything else to refer to it as seems to revolve around getting dirty information on on people and the, the the question is should we be having a conversation about this? Who was he working for? Who was he getting this information? From? You know, where's the money trail? Yep. Like the classic line from uh, all the president's men from Mark felt, AKA deep throat in the parking lot. Um, follow the money. Where did Jeffrey Epstein's money come from? Right. What what was he what was he actually what was he doing that that enabled him to make that kind of money because it's, it wasn't investing right we know that there's no there is no trail of customers that he had as a financial advisor certainly not any that are not a list long enough nor containing big enough names that would justify the amount of money he was able to spread around I mean this guy was a multimillionaire. So he wasn't made a multimillionaire by Bill Clinton because he's got more money than Bill Clinton did. Wasn't made a multimillionaire 
by um, Prince Andrew because he had a uh, he may not have more money than Prince Andrew did, but Prince Andrew is not you know they're not known for being his financial advising customers. You know, maybe he made he got a bunch of money and then played the stock market well. And he should have been a really good financial advisor, but no one wanted to deal with him because of the rumors. Who knows? But the truth is, we don't know where his money came from. There's no one stepping forward and saying, yeah, he invested a bunch of money for me and it turned out pretty damn good. He's good with the the investing thing. We have no record of that. I'm not. uh, Yeah. You know, I'm not. I don't know what I don't know what to. I mean, the thing is, I don't know what to say about Jeffrey Epstein at the same time. Reading what Whitney Webb has discovered has lead me to ask two or three questions that I think are very important to answer. And I'd like to have her come on the show and talk about the possible answers to this question. Where was he making his money? How was he making his money? Who was he really working for? Uh, and, and, and what was the end game other than... And she may not even have those answers. And here's the other question is, is that why, why isn't this what she has discovered? The things that she is working on and publishing on her own ways. Jay, you didn't get whacked right now, did you? No, I'm good. Okay, because when I hear weird sounds like that, I I can't help but wonder. Nope, nope, nope. I'm still here. Um, I am curious as to how come Whitney Webb is doing all this really great journalism and investigative reporting. Perfect example is that she has uncovered all of these scrubbed documents that are no longer on the internet. She found them on all of various archival sites. How come the Washington Post and the New York Times is not doing this? How come they are not doing the work that she's doing? This is explosive stuff. This should be the story of the of the decade. This should be in, in the, the hearts and minds of people everywhere. If you're a concerned citizen, you should be worried. You should be bothered about this. You should be worried about the fact that this guy was collecting dirt and smut on some of the most powerful people in the world. And the whole thing with Bill Gates is getting weirder and stranger as time progresses. Bill Gates is probably going to be brought down by something that's uncovered in regards to his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Prince Andrew. What's the story with Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein? That's a that's a serious question that needs to be answered. Right. And again, to be clear, we know that Epstein is the tip of the iceberg. We don't know the size of the iceberg or anything. So the interest is not in dragging Epstein's name through the mud because he's dead. The interest is finding out who was he providing sex slaves to and to what extent was he doing that? Because now those people need to face justice. You know, those people need to be arrested. They need to be prosecuted. And that's prosecuted, not persecuted. Yeah. Because, I mean, slavery is just an abomination. It's it's grossly immoral. Nearly every society on earth has practiced it in one form or another, right? And we like to think that in the 21st century, we have eliminated slavery in the world. But the truth is, is that what, that was what Jeffrey Epstein had, was sex slaves. These were people, people who were being held against their will 
and being forced to perform sexual acts. Yeah. Right? At the very least, that's rape. And these were kept victims so they could continue to be victimized. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, they, they put it in, in, in better terms than that, but that's that's it. They're raping children. Yeah. That's what Epstein was selling, was he was raping children. He was keeping children so they could continue to be raped by these people. Yeah. And these people need to pay the price for that. Society needs to level that price against them, but it needs to be done legally. It has to be a thorough investigation. They need to see their day in court and, if guilty, prosecuted appropriately. I think that one of the things that we also need to sort of talk about really quickly is some of the specifics that Whitney Webb has brought up. Um, and one of the, some of the things that she has mentioned, I mean, I think that because when, when I sent you the links yesterday, um, one of the things that was really shocking is how she's discovered that all these other news organizations have removed articles from their web pages or their websites that was that were about Jeffrey Epstein. There seems to be a concerted effort to remove old articles about him off the internet. And sadly, they're not able to remove them off of like archive.gov or archive.org. I'm um, not sure if that's a sad thing or not, to be honest. Well, no, it's a, it's a, it's a sad thing for them. Well, yeah. They, they, they thought these articles were gone forever. Surprise! They're not. Right. Um, so the, th so the thing is, is it what, what's being hidden and what's be what was hidden and what's being uncovered? Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that we, we should open it. We should open this up and look at it and say, like a lot of people, a lot of the, there were a lot of articles out there that were written by these other news organizations that were these like glowing endorsements of Jeffrey Epstein. And talk, and, and then all this, you know, suddenly these articles have disappeared. And it seems as if the implication, I think, or what I got out of this by reading between the lines, is that um, these news organizations are embarrassed that they did these puff pieces on Jeffrey Epstein, and that now that they realize that they had the hottest news story right under their noses, for 20 years and they yeah. ignored the warning signs now they're trying to go back this is like right out of 1984 whereas winston smith the book not the year right yeah. the where where the, the the protagonist his job was to edit the, the news in history for big brother and remove people um remove people from history like oh we did a you know we um we did this great glowing piece about what a great guy Bill Cosby was right back in the year 1984. Now people are like, want to pretend like they never wrote that. Oh, I never said those great things about Bill Cosby back then. Oh, I knew that he was a, a bad dude back then. Well, and this is, and this is part of our society's myopic tendencies, right? You did anything wrong. According to today's eyes, you're judged for it. Yeah. Whether that was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago is irrelevant. It may have been commonplace then, and it may have been, quote, unquote, acceptable then, but it's not acceptable now, so you need to be prosecuted for it. Right. 
you may have realized it was the wrong thing to do. You may have apologized to all the relevant people. You may have done everything possible to make amends for it. But now other people are finding out about it. So now you've got to get hoisted on the petard again. And that is just ridiculous to me. That is ridiculous. You know, there's a statute of limitations in law, and that exists for a reason, right? It may or may not be right, but that's exactly what happens. The court of public opinion is a mob rule, and it's just a witch hunt. There's nothing, nothing to be gained from a witch hunt that has any societal merit. It's not going to make us better as a society. The Puritans who prosecuted all of those alleged witches in the 1600s did not have a better society, a more Christ-like or more puritanical, puritanical society afterwards. Yeah. They were still the same assholes. Yeah. You know, I mean, what Bill Cosby did, according to him, from what I understand anyway, he said a lot of people were doing it. That doesn't make it right. No. I mean, are you and it doesn't make it right at the time either, you know, but you know, you've got people that are like, so-and-so said this 10 years ago, like uh, James Gunn is a bad example because it was more recent. But, you know, there are people who are like, oh, I read on your twit on his Twitter feed 17 years ago that he said this. Right. Okay, so at the time, a lot of people were saying shit like that. Why are you going after him for it? Why just him? Other than the fact that this uh, ultra-conservative evangelical nitwit was just looking to see who he could destroy. Right. Um, and and you got to look at the, you also got to look at the accuser. What's his motivation? I've said some things that I'm embarrassed by. Jay, mm -hmm. I've done podcasts that are still up on the server that I'm embarrassed by. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I've done that I, that I'm embarrassed for doing. I, and I'm not I'm not kidding. And I'm sure that somebody could find something that, and I don't mean to beat up a dead horse here. There are some things that I have said in the heat of the moment that I look back and I say, that was effing stupid. Right. But hindsight's twenty twenty, right. as the saying goes. Right. And, right? The, and the thing is, he said, James Gunn said some stupid things to be controversial. Or funny or whatever. Right. Right. Now, he, he paid a price for that. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's, he's, he's able to carry on with his career. Well, did he pay enough for price? I don't fucking know. But if all he did was offend people, yeah, he's paid enough of a price right. for that. If you're not offended by something, that means no one else has any freedom of speech. I'm offended you said that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. It's about fucking time I offended you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, but it's just, it just, these are the things that kind of drive me nuts, right? I'm offended by what you said. Oh, good. Congratulations. I need to you shut. You need to apologize for me. Well, I'm sorry you're offended. I I'm need, not sorry I, I said it. I need, I need to shut you up because you offended me once. I need to shut you up. I need to destroy you and everything that you've ever ha said. And I need to ruin your life because you said something awful. Right. I you need to be deplatformed because you said this one awful thing. Like yeah, this one time at band camp, you said something that really offended me. You know, I'm sorry. That's not how life <laughs> works. People say stupid shit. Right. If it offends you, you can bring it up. 
they can apologize to you, but they don't have to be sorry that they right. said it. Right. They can be sorry that they offended you. And you know what? You're just going to have to learn to live with it, Snowflake. Oh, yeah. I've been offended several times by several people. And when I brought it up, they just kind of scoffed at me. You know what? What am I going to do? Is that reason to engage in violence against them? No. Is it reason for me to escalate it by through seem a, to be a war dead. of words? Well, we maybe. Seem, we, 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 we do seem to be circling around this one topic of, of yeah. being offended. Right. Um, that, then that might be the, the, the whole topic of the show. Um, speaking of being offended, mm-hmm. have we talked enough about... Look, here's, here's what I'm going to say right now. As far as Jeffrey Epstein is concerned, we're not going to let it go. We're not, we're, we're, we're not going to stop talking about it. We're going to encourage everybody, after you're done listening to this podcast, check out Whitney Webb. Check yes. out her Twitter. Check out her, her Mint news, Press or, news. Mint Press News. And we're going to try and get her on the podcast um, and, and, and talk further about her work. Um, the one thing that I do think that we do need to say about um, Jeffrey Epstein is that there's two things going on simultaneously that should concern you. They're trying to bury the story. They meaning the press, the media. They are trying to they're they're they're, they're trying to pretend this never happened. They're erasing articles, glowing articles that they wrote about him earlier. They're trying to bury the evidence that they gave this guy a pass. That's right. for, that's first and foremost. Second of all, what people are able to dig up and the research that people are, they're looking at into his associates. And it just, things keep getting worse and worse for everybody who has ever hung out with Jeffrey Epstein. And the more names are going to come out here. And, I, and, I, and I'm telling you here, I know that this is going to open up another can of worms. We need to seriously look at the Clinton Foundation. And look at Jeffrey Epstein's involvement with the Clinton Foundation, and look yeah, into um, look into Bill Clinton. I'm not saying we don't, but at the same time, there's uh, we got to be careful with that because that could be seen as driven politically. And you and I are right of center, so it could be seen as a witch hunt. Now, in terms of his, what was Epstein's relationship with Bill Clinton? in the Clinton foundation and what was his relationship with uh, Bill and Hillary as people. Those are two separate things, right? I don't like Bill Clinton. I don't like him as a person. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they should be investigated for any crimes just because one guy doesn't like him. Right. You know, however, if, the Clinton Foundation was funneling money to Epstein, or Epstein was using the Clinton Foundation to get more, to create contacts to allow him to get more sex slaves. That needs to be investigated. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to use this, I don't want to use Epstein just as an excuse for political hay, because that happens way too fucking much right. anyway. You know, like the relationship in or the the investigation into Trump's relationship with the Ukraine. That needs to be investigated. But if it's sure. found out that Hunter Biden is guilty of shit, oh, too, sure. he needs to get prosecuted just as much as Trump needs to be prosecuted. Yeah. 
if you're engaging the legal machine, justice should be blind. And it shouldn't be, oh, well, he's running for president and, you know, he's on a different political party. So, you know, that doesn't matter so much. Yeah. You know, and there was a creepy kind of interview I saw uh, the other day where Hunter Biden was being interviewed by someone and they mentioned his in and out of rehab. And he was like, say it nicer to me. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like there were a the couple. Fuck, you think you are, dude? There I'll are, say it however the hell I want. It's my fucking show. There, there are a couple of interviews that I've seen of Hunter Biden where I realized this guy is a spoiled little brat who's gotten away with a lot of crap because of his daddy's power and influence in the office that he holds. And I think that with the can I say quid pro quo? Um, yeah. Whereas you would get special favors if you hired his deadbeat son. I think I think Hunter Biden is a deadbeat who's been riding his daddy's coattails for far too long. Um, yeah. So yeah, by all by all means, by all means, I honestly think that every, I mean, investigate the quid pro quo, as it were, uh, and, and do your due diligence. Do I right. say that we need to go on a witch hunt against Hunter Biden because um, Donald Trump said we should? Absolutely not. I think that's the worst thing that we could do. Right. Um, Especially just because Donald Trump said we should do it. Exactly. That's not that's not justifiable. Um, we also wanted to talk about some paranormal news. We had a couple of news items that was on the docket for last week. And then we ran out of time. And then we ran out of time. Um Cattle mutilations in Oregon. In Oregon are in the news again. Now, in the 90s, cattle mutilations was a huge news item. I think that they were featured in a couple of X's, and I know that the X Files is a fictional show. I know, and I get that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that there was a couple of episodes of the X Files that dealt with cattle mutilations. It was a big, huge part of the American lexicon. Yep. And now cattle mutilations didn't in what's what's it called when you drain all the blood out of it? Desanguination? Exsanguination. Exsanguination. And I mean, again, you'd say just who's doing this and why? Right. Do you have the headline in front of you? Yes, I do. Not one drop of blood. This is on NPR. Not one drop of blood. Cattle mysteriously mutilated in Oregon. In the early morning light, dust from hooves creates a fog at Sylvie's Valley Ranch in remote eastern Oregon. Cowboys whistle and talk low to their eager hunting dogs, herding dogs. They're moving the cattle from one vast sage-studded range to another. Five young purebred bulls mysteriously showed up dead on the ranch this past summer, drained of blood and with body parts precisely removed. That's just fucking creepy. I, uh... You know? I mean, that's just... No signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers, you know? So they're talking, all right. Coming upon one of the dead bulls is an eerie scene. The forest is hot and still, apart from a raven's repeating caw. The bull looks like a giant deflated plush toy. It does. It, it smells. Looks, it does. Weirdly, there are no signs of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. His red coat is as shiny as if you're going to the fair, but he's bloodless, and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. Tongue and genitals. Those are... In arcane circles, let's call it. Um, those are symbols of power. Yeah. Those are parts of the body that symbolize power. 
maybe not so much the tongue on a bull, but the genitals definitely. Yeah. yeah. So why is it the tongue and the genitals? And why are there no scavengers? Is it the blood that draws the scavengers? Because then that would make sense. But I don't... There's something freaky going on when a scavenger is not scavenging a dead body. There is something about that that is definitely... They're not particularly fussy. No. You know, it's not like your six-year-old kid going, I don't want that. You know, they're <laughs> they're more like... You have you know, a lot of experience with that. Yeah, exactly. It's they're, they're more like the guys in the military who are like, I'm hungry, I don't care what it is. Is it dead? Can I eat it? <laughs> you know, that's kind of more what you think of when you think of a scavenger. The idea that scavengers are not anywhere near this, that, yeah. that's that's disturbing. That's disturbing. And the, the fact that its tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out, that's disturbing too. Um, I would say if, you know, if we want to delve into that, that that would be an indication that it's possibly some sort of magical ceremony yeah that someone's trying to trying to do um especially because they're being surgically cut out there isn't an animal on earth that is capable of surgically cutting something else other than us so it's obviously people or something else right and you know maybe it's the grays we don't know the the guy Marshall that they're interviewing here says it's rugged. I mean, this is the frontier. If some person or persons has the ability to take down a 2,000 pound range bull, you know, it's not inconceivable that they wouldn't have a lot of problems dealing with a 180 pound cowboy. Yeah. And that's, I mean, cowboys still exist in today's world. You know, they don't necessarily ride horses, although some of them do. You know, it's not like the old West. So. It is definitely possible. If someone can take out a 2,000-pound bull and then you happen upon them at the wrong time, they've taken you out too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love this. The sheriff, uh, Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jerkins said, a lot of people lean toward the aliens. One caller had told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass because he said that the alien ships will kind of beam the cow up and do whatever they're going to do with it. Then they just drop them from a great height. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of wondering. Yeah. You know, FBI won't confirm or deny that it's looking into the multiple slaughters. Now, I love how the press phrases things like that. They will neither confirm nor deny as if there's something salacious going on there. Truth is, they probably talked to an FBI agent. He went, whatever, and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Seen it, done it. Aliens. Got the t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, whatever. Go away. I got important shit to do. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm gonna have to because one of the one of the things that I really liked doing was you know talking about the paranormal news items. Yep. And deciding with whether or not do the story. Do, okay. Does this story have merit? Thumbs or thumb merit? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I think I'm, I'm giving this a serious thumbs up. I think that this is. You do a quick search of cattle mutilizations, and this is on the rise it's, again. It's mutilation, not mutilization. <laughs> it's mutilation. Jay, Jay, I, 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 I worked three 12-hour shifts this week already. Okay? Uh-huh. Don't give me any shit. <laughs> oh, I'll give you shit. I'll give you shit. I still want to know what you have recorded, damn it. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, but this is NPR. I mean, this is not coming on from MUFO, MUFON, or anything yeah. like that. This is not some, you know, fringe paranormal site 
that's doing this, that's running these stories. This is NPR.org. Taxpayers' dollars are going into this. This is about right. as, quote-unquote, real as it's going to get. Yeah, this, that's about as close to mainstream news as you're going to get. Unbiased. Exactly. So um, you got to wonder, though. You really do. There's another one in the, down lower in the article. Someone else is talking about uh, female cows that are getting killed overnight. Yeah. Um, in this case, the udder was removed with something razor sharp. Yeah. Now, the udder is not really a reproductive organ, but it is a symbol of power as well. Yeah. I'm leaning towards there's some sort of um, wannabe Wiccan or witch out there that's doing this kind of shit or sorcerer or whatever they want to call themselves. Yeah. I don't think this is the work of Satan. <laughs> I think well, this isn't is that more, special, by the way. Exactly. I think this is more someone who is... Um, this is more someone who's trying to get power because these are organs of power within these animals. It could be Satanists, um, by the way. Just saying, we're not. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying it isn't. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. I do want to. I, I do want to read this from NBC News. It's a, and they republished their article um, from AP. Five bulls found dead in Oregon. Then the story gets weird. Theories about what happened to the bulls have included bugs, them being mutilated in a spaceship, and the works of a cult. Just going to read a couple of first chapters here. This is from October 2nd, 2019. Associated Press, uh, and it's Salem, Oregon. So it's Salem, but in a different state, you make your own conclusions. <laughs> the first dead bull was found in a timbered ravine in eastern oregon there's no indications that it had been shot attacked by predators or eaten by or eaten poisonous plants the animal sex organs and tongue have been removed all the blood was gone in a in the next few days for more hereford bulls were found within 1.5 miles in the same condition there were no tracks around the carcasses Ranch management and the law enforcement suspects that someone killed the bulls ranch hands have been advised to travel in pairs and go armed. That right there ought to, you know. Ever since the bulls were found over this over several days in July, Henry County Sheriff's Dan Jenkins has received many calls and emails from people speculating what or who may be responsible. And they talk about the theories. What bothers me about this story here, and I'm not, I mean I'm, I'm going to post the links to it. Um, the the pictures are graphic. Um. And it's a it's a part it's a part of my weight loss regime. Just look at one of these pictures, and you will not want to eat for another twelve hours. <laughs> um, the idea that there the um, the ranchers are being asked to travel in pairs or 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 more and go and walk around armed that's a huge thing. There's no footprints to be seen around these dead animals. Right, and also, and maybe it's just me, but the fact that they're taking these particular organs and the 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 no scavengers thing really freaks me out. Yeah, it really does. It's not. Yeah, that that's just just fucking weird, is what it is. You know, um, I grew up in the woods in Western Massachusetts, and anything that will creep me out. Well, the one thing that'll creep me out more than anything is when something unnatural is happening. 
when you're walking in the woods, you hear the sounds of life all around you. You hear bugs, yeah, you, do. you hear birds, you hear all that kind of stuff. There have been times when I've been walking in places and in nature, not in the city, when all of a sudden you get these realms of silence where there's you don't hear that animal life. You can hear other things, so you know you can still hear, but you're just not hearing bugs. You're not hearing birds. Or if you're hearing only bugs, that also creeps me out. But I think that's just because I hate bugs. Right. You know, so it's just that stuff does not happen often in nature. So it always kind of freaks me out, weirds me out when I see or, or come across something like that. And the fact that you have prime beef that's lying there dead. Yeah. It's been dead for hours and there's no scavengers in the area. That is. Yeah. The part yes. I guess I guess what you're trying to say is the part of no scavengers is really sort of um very disturbing. Yeah. It's very disturbing. I, now if they were finding them with no blood and it looked like, you know, scavengers all over the place, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, it's a chupacabra, it's part of nature." Okay, whatever. Sure. You know, the goat sucker. So, it just that's just weird. That's just fucking weird. Yeah. It really is. And, uh, you know, just on the first page of Google, if you put in Oregon mutilation locations, it's all cattle. You don't even have to put in cattle mutilation. You just say or Oregon mutilation locations. You've got stories from as recent as five days ago and as yeah. long as since August 6th. I and think now it looks like it's recycling the same stuff that we know. Right. Still, just damn fucking weird. Yeah, it really it really is, and it is it is definitely. I don't e I don't even know where what else to say about this. Yeah, I know. Other than I think that, just leave it maybe at that. It's an it's an maybe it's, something we need to keep an eye on. It's it, it's we like like yeah we need to keep an eye. It, it, now it's in my news alerts, so I will be getting you know, um, I, I will be getting more if there's another news item, I will probably be reading all about it later on. Um, I think another thing we want, I wanted to do a little quick follow up on the podcast that we did last week talking about local issues and how every look, all issues are local issues. Mm -hmm. Um, talking about the developments that are going, um, going through in our, in our region and, um, the, the, the field across the street from, from where we live, um, somebody is putting a house. And and we we got a certified letter saying that they're going to be talking about this. They use the word development, and a development can mean anything. We got a certified letter from the the selectman in this town saying we're having a meeting about this. Come on over. Um, I went and I was and I was scared. I mean, my heart was like you know in my throat. Like, what's uh -huh. the worst that's going to happen to this field? And we've really yeah, talked to you about the weird caterwauling that was happening in July. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted a, this paranormal, this paranormal event where they heard this <laughs> ghostly saxophone playing off in the distance. <laughs> so but anyway, so anyway, um, so we went to this, and 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 I was a I was afraid of like the what's the worst news that we could hear about this development. I was bracing for the worst. And it and that was a that was a first order of business that they took care of and they said, "Look, it's going to be one house and the people who are moving there, they want to keep it as pristine as possible. 
They don't want to tear down. The, they don't want to tear down the stone wall. They don't want to cut down all the trees. They just want to put their house in in this field and and be done with it and have the entire field to themselves. And I was told they the owners of this field could have put up three houses and they would have been well within their rights to do so. And we're and they're, and we're glad that they're not. The thing. And then we were talking about the other developments that are that are going through in in this region, just in just amend, amending building plans. What I was shocked to see was all the people who were complaining about what's going on, all the activity on the Life and Ringe Facebook group that was going on. You would have thought that this was the apocalypse, and 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 armies. We're banding together to fight this and to protest what's what's going on. When I showed up, I was shocked at how how few people actually showed up to the the selectman hearing or the selectman's meeting for, for this month. Um, I, and I think that I think that that's troubling. Whereas mm-hmm. people don't show up to town meetings. They don't show up and listen to what to what the board of selectmen. And I know people are busy. I know people are exhausted. I mean, Jay, I worked a ten-hour day. I took off early to go to this meeting. I was exhausted. I'm all, I'm exhausted now. Yeah. But I went to this meeting because it affects us. It affects our town. It and it it affects the character of this. I was surprised at the amount of people who didn't show up to the meetings, and I think I think that that's a problem with our society. I, and I, I can't. I'm not the one to fix it. Um, but I think that it's like if you're going, if you are going to be the guy, if you're if you're going to be the guy who who makes a stink about something, you ought to show up. And one of the things that I also had found that the people who are sitting on the board of selectmen, um, these, these people, um, they're not bad people. They have concerns just like those. Do they have a, a, do they have a quote agenda? I don't, I don't think so. Are they, do they have nefarious persons? No. The thing is, is that they're just like, they're people just like the rest of us. And they have a different idea of what the what the future should look like for this town, and that's not a. I don't think that that's. I mean, it's ocean, but I do think that it's like if you if you're going to go online and you're going to say I want the I I don't want this and this and this to happen, or if you're going to make a stink about it online, you should at least show up to these meetings. Oh, absolutely. If it's not worth your time to do something about it, then it's not worth your. T- you're not worth my time to hear you bitch about it. That's why I don't complain about local politics yeah. because I don't get involved in it. No, I should. I think that that's one of the things I'm, that we I'm should critical encur- because that is our most direct. Yeah, but because the thing is, is I, I because it was an hour long selectmen's meeting, and I found out things about that were going on here in this town that it was like, oh, I I didn't know that. I didn't know that this guy was doing this thing that's not right and that they sent letters, cease and desist letters saying, stop doing this thing that you're not supposed to be doing. So, I, I mean, I encourage everybody, if you're, go- if, if you're going to complain about what's going on in your, in your area, you need to go to these meetings. Complaining on Facebook is not solving anything. 
Although it's doing a great job alienating people. Yeah. So, is there anything else that we wanted to talk about before we called it a, called it a podcast? Uh, I don't think so. There's the there's the fleet of lights off of the coast of was that North Carolina? Yes. But I think that can wait till another time. They're not going anywhere. They're still hanging out. Yep. Yep. So, so the yeah. thing is, is that I would say that that is definitely a confirmed UFO sighting. And when I say UFO, I mean unidentified. We don't know what the hell that is. I'm not saying it's aliens. Right. I, I'm exactly. UFO does not mean little gray men from outer space. Right. Right. Because we all know they're not green. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, Fucking join the 21st century, will you? They the come hell? in. They come in all shapes and sizes, Jay, and colors. Yes. Yes. Yes, they do. All right. So anyway, you are probably late for work. I'm going to probably let you go. And um, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're definitely going to reach out again to Whitney Webb and see, can, see if she can come on the show. And until then, I encourage everybody to check out her website and read. By the way, um, just a real quick wrap up. Um, one of the things that Pete, somebody had asked is, what do you and Jay listen to or watch on TV? What are you, what are you watching now? Like what? What's what's the must see? What's the must see TV? Uh, I don't have TV. I haven't had TV in like twenty years, something like that. I haven't. I don't really watch TV. Um, but I do work in IT, and I know people that have media servers, and they share their media. So I've been recently. I've been watching. Um, my girlfriend loved uh, Northern Exposure, so she. Yep. Gave me the show on DVDs. I've been watching that. And um, uh, Modern Family, I think, is fucking hilarious. I've yep. been watching that. Um, other than that, there's, you know, I like some weird, odd sci fi show shit. Uh, a lot of Canadian sci fi shit. Like, um, there's one called Killjoys, which ran for three seasons. And I've been kind of watching that. I watched Dark Matter, um, Netflix, you know, Dragon Prince. Fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. looking forward to the new Avatar series, the live-action Avatar series. Oh, that's that, cool, yeah. Yeah. But as far as, like, radio, I listen to the radio, it's mostly music. Right. Um, and even then, I'm more often listening to Pandora, on, and I have a, a mix of stations that's um, the the Swing Revival um, mixed with, you know, other people like Billy Joel, Mark Cohn, The Eagles. That kind of thing. So, yeah, that's me. What about you? Uh, I just got done watching uh, Mindhunter on Netflix, seasons one and two. And uh, not to be weird, I'm fascinated with the idea of catching serial killers. Uh, I'm not crazy about the idea of serial killers. Uh, I think that serial killers are probably like the scariest thing uh, in media. Um, Oh, yeah. Uh, there's something, there's something about that that I just think is just absolutely, totally incredible. Um, you know, incredible in a bad way. How 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 did that how does how does that happen? How do pe- how does somebody become a serial killer? Mine hunt Mine Hunters the the Netflix series is loosely yes. based on the book about an FBI agent, and that's that's what he that's what he did for a living. That's he. Right. And he actually coined the term serial killer. How does somebody become a serial killer? And is now, like, is if it, I'm wrong, but the the cases, the the 
the characters, the people that are doing the investigating are fake, but these are the actual um, conclusions that the that the agency investigating agents drew from doing it. I, I watched the first, I think, two seasons is all that's out now. I have watched that. That was that's fucking fascinating. Go ahead. Um. So the um the, the so the Netflix series is a fictionalized version of, of the true crime book, and, and they do take some liberties with um the characters involved. Uh the book is a little bit more detailed. There's a character conflict within the team of investigators within the FBI is sort of absent in the book. All these people had this one goal, but personalities aside and get to the bottom of what's going on here. But the the book and the TV series address the fact, how do you do this for a living? Deal with the worst aspect of human society. How do you deal with people who are just plain evil or sick and being a killer like this is it is it a disease or is it evil and how do you keep that at bay how do you keep that from infecting your personal life when you get at home um uh and and and, and, while doing research for um the review that i'm writing for the book and seasons one and two of mine hunters um, I also rewatched Zodiac, which is the movie that stars um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Robert Downey Jr., Mark oh, yeah, Ruffalo. Yeah, yeah. I never, I never saw that. Is any good? It's, it's on Netflix, or you could watch uh-huh. it for free on uh, Internet Movie Database. I think you still can. There's something about the the movie Zodiac that, it, and it took place in the late '60s, late '60s, early '70s. It's probably one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. I mean, it's more... T- I, for, for me, personally, it's more terrifying than... Um, oh, and I just had a brownout. So we have a massive windstorm going on here. It's something... Check out Zodiac. And I think that okay. we should do, we should do another Halloween special. Okay, yeah. Talk about the creepy shit? Absolutely. I'm going to let you... <laughs> I'm going to let you go. And right. we'll talk to you in a bit. Sounds great. Bye, pal. See ya. You've survived another podcast from the Fedora Chronicles Network. Find out more about us by visiting our homepage, thefedorachronicles.com. You can support the show by visiting our Zazzle page. Exactly 12.5% of every purchase goes to keeping this and other shows on the Fedora Chronicles Network on the air. That's zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. Or you can become a Patreon. Click the link. And for a mere dollar a month, you'll get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're working on, and so much more. Thanks for all your support in advance, and thank you to our listeners who have already contributed. Don't forget to search for the Fedora Chronicles on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we will be keeping you posted on what's happening. Be sure to join the Fedora Chronicles radio show Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fedora Chronicles news. On behalf of Jason and myself, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chins up and your fedoras on.